Welcome to the Blue Jeans Christian Weekly Podcast, where we will take your faith and the powerful Word of God and make them as practical and relevant to your job, home, and hobbies as your favorite pair of blue jeans are on a Saturday. Is having to work a curse? You know, going back to Adam and Eve eating the forbidden fruit? Or is it a gift? Probably depends on the day you're having at work. Well, the answer from the Bible may surprise you. Welcome to the 106th episode of the Blue Jeans Christian Weekly Podcast. Thank you for joining me. It's late summer when I'm recording this, and it is finally sunny here in Montana. We haven't seen the sun since the middle of June because of the smoke from wildfires. And I'm in here doing a podcast. (laughs) I should be outside. But let's get through this quick so that you can get to doing things you enjoy, including your job, right? (laughs) Well, we're going to talk about that today because there are good things and there are bad things in this life. When there are bad things, the good things seem like gifts. Well, what if the gifts were actually before the bad things happen? Let me explain all of that. John 10.10 tells us that Satan is a thief and only comes to lie, steal, and kill, and to destroy, and to make things difficult. I mean, absolutely difficult for you and I. But James chapter 1, verses 16 and 17 says, do not be deceived. Okay, don't think any of that comes from God. Do not be deceived, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. A fancy way of saying, he does not change, he is predictable and consistent. So what gifts does God give? Well, a lot, (laughs) but I'm going to talk about just three today because we find these three in the first and second chapter of Genesis. So right off the bat, when things all got started here on earth, God gave us three wonderful gifts and they all allow us to get to know him, to become closer to him, to become stronger and to glorify him. The first gift is the earth. From its resources, we receive countless blessings and things that sustain life. I mean, sit back and think about all of the things come from this earth. You know, like they say, if it's not mined or logged, it must be grown. It can only come from those three. (laughs) So from extracting or processing or cultivating the things from this earth, we get to know God and glorify him through this gift. And we become stronger and rely on this gift living here. We learn to rely on the things that God has given us through this earth. Remember, the earth was made for us. We're not something that showed up later by accident or mutation of some sort. And we were commanded to use the things of the earth and to take care of it. The Bible's terms are to subdue and to have dominion 
over the earth. And we also get incredible enjoyment from the earth. Beautiful sunsets, flowers, wonderful things to taste, smell, and see, and experience, and hike, and climb, and bike up and down, and jump over. (laughs) And to fish, and to float, and we could go on and on. The earth is a wonderful gift. That's the first gift that God has given us that we find in the first couple chapters of Genesis. The second one is relationships and family, from which we receive a lot of blessings. And we get to know God through those relationships and family. And it's patterned after God himself. God is a relationship. Okay, you've got three parts of him, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, they are a relationship. And God created us to have a relationship with him. He created a family who chooses to be a family of his, who chooses to want to love him and to follow him and to enjoy him as he enjoys us. And we become stronger dealing with people. Yep, I said that. (laughs) We become stronger dealing with people. We get things from other people, and hopefully we give things to other people. Things that make them stronger, and we get things from other people to make us stronger, too. Whether we counsel other people, or inspire other people, or get inspired by them, encouraged, or help each other, those all come from relationships. And think about the relationships that God designed for us, too, to enhance our life here. Like a relationship of a spouse and children and relatives. Yep, including relatives. (laughs) Some of those make us weak, but they're supposed to make us strong. That actually is a wonderful gift of God. Relationships and family. The third gift that God gave us in the first couple chapters of Genesis is work. Yes, I said work. He had Adam work. In fact, he had Adam work so hard that Adam came back to God and says, I need some help. (laughs) And God provided him a helper. All by God's design, he wanted Adam to Worked so hard that he realized he needed the helper, and he would be so happy when he got that helper, which he was. So Eve came alongside him to help him. And guess what? That all happened before they ate of the forbidden fruit and before the fall and the curses that you know about. Yep, in God's perfect world that he created for us, before Satan came and tempted Eve. He has us work. Work was a gift. It is a gift by God's plan. And we become stronger and closer to God through working. Through working. I'm going to look at that passage from Genesis 1, verses 26 through, oh, about 28. And this is after God has created everything. Then God said, let us... Notice the relationship there, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Let us 
make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish and over the sea and over the birds of the air and over the cattle, over all of the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image, in the image of God he created him. Male and female, he created them. And then he focused his favor on them. Where he says in verse 28, the very next verse, Then God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and on the birds of the air and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Now that term being fruitful and multiplying, a lot of people think that just means to have kids. Well, it does mean that, but it means so much more. That's just a little part of it. It means so much for. Being fruitful was mentioned by Jesus in John fifteen five, to be spiritually productive and growing. In Colossians 1.10, we're told by Paul to be fruitful in every good work. Yes, work. In fact, the original Greek word for that word work means to toil in an occupation. To toil in an occupation. And that original Hebrew word for fruitful meant to produce, to grow, to process, to make stuff, and to improve upon what's there, and to continue with that on and on. And then he says, and multiply. And multiply means to grow up, to increase, or to produce. It means to make something bigger or better, and it also means to make more of them. So think of making lawnmowers or to growing plants or grain or potatoes or something on the farm. You make more and more of them. To build houses, make something more and better. Or to make, who knows, widgets and make more and more of them. To design software. To crunch numbers. Or to make a caramel latte. (laughs) And make more and more of them. Or, it also means to support those who actually do those things. To be a supporter of those. Like maybe the caramel latte. (laughs) Or to make coffee or to make lunches. Or to bring dinner to someone. Or to cook for somebody. Those are all part of multiplying, which is a command of God. So did you know that the very first commandment in the Bible is right here, to be fruitful and multiply, and it's centered around and comes from and insinuates and means to work, to do a job. So work is a gift, not a curse. But as some of you are probably thinking, yes, the curse that came from when Adam and Eve ate of the forbidden fruit is part of this. It's part of it only in that work becomes harder and more worrisome and more toilsome. 
not the work itself as a curse, but that it will be harder. You'll have to deal with things like weeds. <laughs> okay, let me just go ahead and read it. This is from Genesis chapter 3. So a couple chapters later, God pronounced curses on the three involved. There are curses on the serpent. There are curses specifically on the woman. And then there are curses specifically on the man. And those are tied to food because that's what he did was he ate something he shouldn't have, something that God commanded him not to. So he said to Adam, because you have heeded the voice of your wife and have eaten from the tree of which I commanded you, saying you shall not eat of it, cursed is the ground for your sake. In toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life, both thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you and you shall eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of your face you shall eat bread, till you return to the ground. For out of it you were taken, for dust you are, and to dust you shall return. We can zero in on that word toil, because prior to that it wasn't necessarily toiling. What Adam and Eve were doing were working, and it was laborsome and tiring work, but it wasn't hard or toilsome work. The word toil actually means worrisome toil or worrisome hard work with an element of being frustrated. Like, it's not supposed to be that way, you know? (laughs) And then God has a couple other things that jump out of this. Thorns. Remember Jesus had the crown of thorns placed on his head as part of this curse, right? And by the sweat of your face, Remember Jesus sweat blood in the Garden of Gethsemane right before he went to the cross. So there's some interesting things there. But the point is, is that work was created as a gift, but Satan messed up that gift and made it harder. Now it's harder to work and worrisome and difficult. You've got weeds to deal with, bad things that show up and make it harder to produce stuff, make it harder to get things and to get paid and to get get employees. And, you know, it's just, there's always going to be something. There's always going to be something or more than one thing to make your job hard. So that's what's part of the curse. And when we realize that, we know that it's part of the curse. It's just what we have to deal with, thanks to Adam. <laughs> I wonder how long the line is going to be to punch Adam in the face when we get to heaven. Well, I bet there will be a long line. I know I'm one of of the people that's wanting to be in it, but I'm sure Jesus will be standing there saying, hey, I've already dealt with it. You don't have to. And then we're going to focus on Jesus. And Adam will be like, boy, I've lived with that guilt for a long time. Thank you, Jesus, for taking that away. So, yeah, just understand that work is hard. There's going to be people that don't pay. It's going to be difficult. It's going to be hard to get or keep customers. It might be hard to get raw materials to make stuff. And it might be hard to get people to buy your stuff. You're going to have a hard time finding or keeping employees. That's just the nature of it because that's the curse that God pronounced onto, onto work. So, just do your best. Give God the rest and go home so you can get some rest. 
and try your best the next day. Don't get all worrisome over it and worked up over those kinds of things because they have to happen by God's decree. Work still is a gift. Even though your your job or your work or even your garden has weeds in it, you got to deal with them. They make it harder to grow stuff. You still grow stuff. There's still produce that comes out of that garden when you when you work. You still make money. You still help others. You still are fruitful and multiplying. And remember that being fruitful and multiply is a command from God so that you can enjoy the gift of God, the gift of work. And by the way, remember the first two gifts that I mentioned, the earth and relationships, those are all part of the third gift, which is work. They're all intertwined in that, aren't they? Yeah, they are. That's kind of cool. I'm going to go ahead and cut this one off right there. And next episode, next week, I'm going to continue with this and give you 12 specific reasons that work is a gift. 12 specific things and reasons and practical applications of Scripture. And I'll give a Scripture reference of each one as to why this thing called work and your job and what you do after the alarm goes off on Monday mornings <laughs> is a gift from God. So I'm sorry for leaving this plane up in the air, but next week we're going to land it. And we're going to land it at a place that's going to make you excited to go to work. Yes, excited to go to your job. Remember, you can connect with me at bluejeanschristian.com. And remember, I have a book called Your Glorious Endeavor, where I give 16 specific things that you can do to glorify God, to be well-pleasing to Him. And the 17th chapter in there is How to Worship Him Acceptably, which actually ties together all of those previous 16 things. It's a must-read for any Christian. You can get that at Amazon or anywhere Christian books are sold. If they don't have it on the shelf, ask them to order it. That would be cool. It would be helpful because then it shows up in their system and others can get it then too. So until next week, enjoy your gift.